How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Here's Ryan Fagan from the Sporting News. Did excellent work covering the World Series. Uh, our baseball insider here on the Bob and Jeff Show. Ryan, welcome. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. How are we doing today, fellas? Well, you're you're coming down from a long baseball season and an exciting postseason. I want to kind of get into a maybe this could be deemed a little bit of a negative before we start to talk about uh, the future and the off season. But there's been a lot of talk about this being the lowest viewed World Series of all time. Um, yeah. First of all, how big of an issue is that? And secondly, if it is a big issue. How does Major League Baseball go about working on this? I mean, they could give the Red Sox, Yankees, and Dodgers like a 10-game head start in the regular season. I mean, <laughs> if they really wanted to put them out there or maybe advance them directly into the, the LCS, <laughs> you know, I'm sure that they would yeah. like to see that happen. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know that there's – a way to avoid that what you want is to make your product better so that people watch it no matter what you know and i think they took a step towards that this year but you know there's no denying that the, the tv numbers when those certain teams aren't good um they're they're going to be down you know the overall tv numbers are going to be down that you know, doesn't mean it wasn't a great world series you know i mean i think that game one was one of the better game ones we've seen in world series history and you know, have Seager do what he did. Garcia played the way he did. You know, I mean, there were heroic, heroic performances all over the place. There were stars that were born. There was all kinds of great action. You know, but sometimes you're just not going to draw in the casuals. You know, and I think that's kind of what the October numbers, especially the World Series, kind of rely on is the the, the people that don't necessarily watch a lot of baseball during the year are they going to turn it on? You know, and they didn't, you know, and I think part of it, too, is, you know, I, I feel like we've, we've talked about this forever, but baseball needs to do a better job of marketing itself. And part of that is, you know, I mean, if you go on Twitter every single day, sorry, X, every single day during the World Series, you see people complaining because the main color analyst, John Smoltz, is, let's just say he's, He's not always optimistic about the way the game is being played right now, right? You know, I mean, I, I'm not saying that baseball wants a cheerleader in there, and I don't personally have a big issue with John Smoltz. You know, he he played the game the way he played, and he likes to see baseball played that way, you know, and he's not afraid to say it, which is fine. That's great. Uh, I think Joe Davis does a fantastic job of, you know, being that kind of guy who makes every important moment seem important. 
you know, I mean, I mean, Bob, you know, if you have a guy like Adam Wainwright talking about the game in that color analyst spot, as opposed to a guy who's kind of grouchy, get off my lawn, the way that Smoltz comes across, you know, I think, you know, that could go, that could be part of that equation as well. You know, and and, and I, I agree with what you're saying, but I, I'm just curious on your opinion. You know, Arizona obviously um, hadn't been that good, then all of a sudden they, they throw this season together. People are kind of excited about it. But so would you say that that wasn't great for baseball just because Arizona's in the in the World Series and it just kind of lackluster Arizona? No, I, I don't think so. You know, I mean, obviously, like I said, they're not going to bring the same ratings. They're not going to casuals in the way that the Yankees or Red Sox or Dodgers might have. But, I mean, look, you know, people have talked a lot about, say, okay, well, the regular season has to matter more, right? The regular season has to matter more. The Braves have to be rewarded more, put in a better position to advance. And same thing with the Orioles and these teams that, that won their divisions and got knocked out right away. But, you know, I mean, I think – all of the changes that baseball has made to the playoff structure are centered around making the regular season matter more for more fan bases, right? You know, use this, this expansion. I mean, yeah, maybe it waters down the, the playoff field a little bit and you have an 84 win team getting in, but you have more franchises, more fan bases invested in August and September than you did when, there was only one team from each league or two teams from each league or three teams from each league, you know, and I think that's part of what happens here. And, you know, is there a way that baseball could tweak the playoff format to give the teams that were better over 162 games more of an advantage? Yeah, sure. You could start them up one, nothing in a series. You could do that. I mean, they do that over uh, in Korea and the KVO, you know, and those teams, they go in there with an advantage after they've sat, I think it's like almost two weeks between games. So there are lots of things they can do. The thing that kind of cracks me up about this almost is the complaint about the, the, the better teams not having enough of an advantage is essentially that people are saying that we're not giving enough to the teams that were already the best. And that's a little crazy to me. I mean, it feels like, having home field, not having to play. You know, we talked about, again, the, the Braves and the Orioles getting knocked out in the first round, but, you know, Milwaukee won its division and was knocked out in the wild card round. Would they have rather had a bye? Sure they would have. Would the Rays rather had a bye after winning 99 games instead of getting swept by the Rangers? Yeah, absolutely they would have. You know, sometimes teams just play well in October, and it just so happened this year that two teams that didn't have a wide – national built-in audience were the ones that did that and maybe that's kind of why part of the reason we saw the the numbers that we did ryan fagan our guest baseball senior writer for the sporting news okay there are a ton of teams that are going to want to improve themselves obviously in this offseason a lot of them need pitching and while this is an attractive free agent market for pitching uh, there's probably not enough to go around for everybody. So when the free agency period begins here in just a few days, do you expect this to be a pretty quick free agent market? And which teams, Ryan, do you expect to try to strike first? You know, I, I hope that it is because you're right. There are, you know, there are a lot. Look, there are a dozen impact starting pitchers 
that are available on the on the free agent market, and you know some making a bigger impact than others. But you know there are teams that there are more than a dozen teams that need starting pitching, and some teams need two and three starting pitchers. So you're right, not everybody is going to get everything they want, and you would think that that would create some sense of urgency. But I think we see it every year. We see a couple of teams go out and sign somebody early, and it feels like they're the ones that benefit by being aggressive. But so many teams want to wait, see how the market plays out. They want to wait for that first guy to sign. So it kind of establishes value for other guys on you know, either side, better or worse than that person that signed. And then, of course, you, know, you have the Otani thing looming. Uh, you have a handful of teams that would really love to sign Shohei Otani. And because he's going to get so much money, you kind of have to keep a budget available in case you do. But can you wait too long? I mean, I think if you talk to the teams that are in the Otani mix, they would tell you they would love for him to sign before the winter meetings, right, before December gets here. They would love to see him sign, whether he signs with them or somebody else, just so they know, so they can then take some of that money and put it towards, um, you know, an, an Aaron Nola or Yamamoto coming over from Japan, or uh, Edward Rodriguez, like all these guys that can make a big impact. And I know Otani's not pitching next year, but uh, he will be back in that rotation. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we'll see. And It's always more fun when there's a rash of moves. That's the thing that drives me crazy a little bit about the baseball free agent market every year. You know, you look at the NBA, and it's if a guy hasn't signed within an hour of the opening of free agency, you're wondering what's wrong. And then in baseball, we normally get situations like, you know, Bryce Harper signing in spring training. And it, it doesn't – it's not great for the perception that baseball is exciting. And I'm not sure how to fix that part of it, though. So who – and I want to get back to that in a minute because you're on the show and you live in St. Louis and I'm a Cardinals fan and I'm going to ask you about the Cardinals, but not of right now. Uh, what I want to ask you about right now is, are there are there a, is there a team or two or three that you think kind of maybe fit the bill for what the Rangers and Diamondbacks have done? Uh, they've come back from 100 lost seasons really quickly uh, through astute uh, front office management and paying big dollars, especially in the case of the Rangers, going out and yeah. basically spending their way. Uh, to a World Series, the Diamondbacks have done it a little more coyly. Uh, are there teams like that that you think could make a quick move? Yeah, maybe not in the same way that the Rangers did in terms of money, but kind of following the the blueprint that the Diamondbacks had, and even with the Orioles going from you know 100 losses a couple of years ago, 110 losses a couple of years ago to 80 something wins last year and 100 wins this year. I mean, Cincinnati, the Reds are lurking they are ready to pounce they were better this year than anyone thought they were going to be with a pitching staff that was decimated by injuries it felt like all year long with a ton of rookies in the everyday lineup all up and down the lineup when you look at the young players that that team has because it's not just ellie de la cruz the guy who got all the headlines it's matt mcclain who was their best rookie last year spencer steer who had 20 plus home runs Andrew Abbott, who came into the rotation and was fantastic. Graham Ashcraft, who struggled early and kind of was pitching much better when he went on the IL. So they have all of these young guys, right? All these young guys, and so many of them are pitchers, too, because you talk about, you know, Ashcraft and, and Abbott. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure I've talked about it on the show. I mean, Hunter Green is a guy that I feel like is going to win 
multiple Cy Youngs in his career. I'm all in on the Hunter Green train. I think he's uh, he's a, an exceptional talent, and he's an even harder worker, has a better baseball mind, as good as you'll see out there. So, I mean, I think the Reds have the chance to legitimately, if they make a couple of good moves, I think, you know, you sign uh, a starting pitcher to go into that group to kind of take some of the pressures off those youngsters. You know, you maybe pick up a couple pieces here and there, and they're a team that it wouldn't surprise me at all to see them push past 90 wins, win the Central, uh, you know, and even challenge for, uh, I mean, it sounds crazy to say, even I'm saying out loud, but challenge for 95 to 100 wins. The talent is there to make something like that happen. I said late in the year that that team could be the Braves in a couple years. They don't have the history of that kind of front office wisdom, however. So we'll see if that uh, happens. <laughs> that is, that is a talented team. Cap, You're right. We'll, we'll see. We'll see yeah. how the front office tries to supplement that track record. With that is not great, but the talent is there to be a really good team for a long time. So that that's part of what uh, gets me about so many Cardinals fans thinking, "Well, we'll just go out and get two or three starting pitchers, and we'll get right back into contention and win the the National League Central." The National League Central is getting better. The Cardinals yeah. finished last. Uh, the Pirates are getting better. They have, uh, they they've had, they've got a lot of good young players as well. I think the Cubs have kind of righted their ship. Uh, the Brewers, depending on what happens with Craig Council and some of their pitching, but this isn't this isn't some quick fix that I see for the Cardinals. Convince me I'm wrong. Could it be a quick fix? Well, you know, look, I, I think the Cardinals absolutely could get back to the 85 to 90 win season next year. I think that absolutely could happen. I think they could be good enough. I think, look, every, everything went wrong this year. Everything possible could, that could go wrong went wrong this year. But you kind of look at what they have, right? And, like, if, if Jordan Walker and Mason Wynn make the same kind of strides that Nolan Gorman made from year one to year two, and there's no reason to think that won't happen – if they do that, and you know Goldschmidt and Arnado have look, I'm not sure what we can expect from Goldschmidt going forward. He's probably not ever going to be the player that he was uh, when he won the MVP uh, last year. He's not going to be that guy again, but he's still good. Arnado's very good. They can be a good team with a couple of more pieces in that rotation because I think the rotation issues just cause everything this giant chain reaction that everything went wrong and you could kind of stem a lot of that from those issues so if, and the thing that as i'm sure you know like those were issues that were not surprises right there are few, very few people that looked at the cardinals rotation in spring training and said oh this is going to be one of the best in baseball you looked at that rotation and said okay well about six things have to go right to get four good starters this year and almost none of them happened so um, with a couple of smart moves going out and signing a Sonny Gray or, you know, a couple moves like that, they can be back in that mix. But to your point, yeah, this is not an NL Central division where you're going to have three teams lose 95 games. It's not going to happen, not for the foreseeable future. I mean, the Pirates won 76 games last year, and they did that. They made that jump forward without O'Neill Cruz, who is the star of their rebuilding effort. Right, you get him back, along with all these guys that had really good rookie seasons. A lot of young players. If they go out and add a pitcher to that rotation, kind of 
to replace what Rich Hill was for them this year. They can be very good. The Cubs are on the upswing. It would not surprise me at all to see them involved in the pursuit of a superstar, trading for Juan Soto, being in the market for Otani. I don't think they'll get Otani, but they'll be in that mix. Um, I can see them making a big move. Uh, and Milwaukee, look, for all the good things that Craig Council has done in his time at Milwaukee, the way he has strung along this team has not been doing them any favors, right? Not in any way, shape, or form has he helped the Brewers for 2024 by playing out the string and becoming a free agent, which is his right to do, but it's not helping the team, you know, at, at all. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you're going to see a scenario where the division was a couple of years ago where the Pirates won 97 games that finished in third place, but it's also not going to be the division where there's, you know, the Cardinals win the division by, you know, 10 games with 87 wins. Uh, th- th- those days are gone and they're not coming back anytime soon. All right. Great, great stuff. I could talk baseball all day, but uh, there's other <laughs> things. So we'll move on to those. Ryan, we appreciate your time. Thanks for being with us. Enjoy it. Thanks, guys. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.